Hey, we're here with Dan Paladin, finally in our last episode of the podcast for this PAX Online, EGX Online, demo of Alien Hominid Invasion, everything happening at once. So how are you today, Dan? The demo has been available for a couple days and now it's the last set of days for people to play it. How are you feeling? Well, I've been looking forward to this for a while because these these kinds of things give me so much information and give all of us so much information on what people think of the game and thankfully the, the results are, are quite positive and the feedback's constructive. I couldn't ask for it to go better, really. If, if we go to, to this PAX online experience, how do you feel about it? Because we're usually, you guys have been going to events for decades, right? So it's kind of weird to make them online. So how do you feel about this change for this year? You know, there's pros and cons to them. And I think one thing that's been pretty cool is the fact that our demo is online lets people who can't make it to the show able to play. And there's also not a line. So we're able to get more people playing our demo than we normally would at the show, which is the upside. I guess the downside is you don't get to say hi to people um, directly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you're going around the show and you kind of naturally say, oh, look at that, oh, what's that? That's cool. That's gone too. So it's kind of, those are the bummers. But I think overall, you know, we still have, we have a good community that's there. And the fact that it's international, I think, sort of makes up for it. Maybe even puts it in a better spot. I think I, I want to try and see if we can have more online demos when, going forward in the future when we're making other stuff. Because it's just been so beneficial. That's great. It's always good. You know, this kind of force changes maybe help you experiment something that you wouldn't necessarily have tried before. I was just going to say, yes, definitely going to trade shows. You have this immediate feedback with the players, right? And it's not only it's not only what they say after they play or when they feel the survey, but also you see their faces and their emotions and their reactions while they're playing. And that's something that I guess during this PAX Online has been replaced through people writing super fast on discord channels or just reacting with emojis so it feels it feels it's completely different right but it's still kind of there yeah and you know we have we get metrics too meaning we can see the average of how people performed where they might have had trouble nobody individually so nobody worry we don't collect data that way it's just the i can see you know how many kills per death for an, for the average alien and how long they live and how much their health regenerates that kind of stuff really helps balance so the more of these we we get, the better. So that's been really cool too. I guess that's the equivalent of watching people play on the show floor for a few days. So how do you feel about the sentiment from players overall? There's there's all this communication through Discord, social media. Have you been watching some streamers maybe? How do you feel about their, their reactions and their, their feedback about the game? I think it's pretty cool. I think um, watching someone learn all the ins and outs and how to use their abilities to survive better have those challenges where they're screaming and running from something and then watching them turn it around and you know be really excited for it yeah absolutely i've been watching streams i've been listening to people on discord i've been going to the steam forum everything i can to get an idea and it's you know it is really similar to the show in a lot of ways but i think the fact that with a stream or something someone can set up their own personal approach to it and how they want to present it has been interesting um, I guess it's, you know, it's like if the game was out, but 
you know, so we get we, I get to be a little spoiled and act like maybe the game's kind of out for a second. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's always one of my favorite times in development because it's, it takes years and then you finally get that thing at the end and you can watch how people interact with it. So, you know, it's always spoils me a little bit. But I, it's been amazing. But he's been so positive and cool and thoughtful. So, you know, we have surveys that they can fill out when they play the demo, mm-hmm. uh, which has been awesome. You know, you can see, you know, what do people think? And yeah, just collecting all of that. Just collecting all that's been so cool. Yeah, that's nice. We were talking with Lucia and uh, our podcast episode number two. And she was saying how when you finally release the game or when you're you know, allowing players to participate for a little while, it just feels so good. It, it's kind of your recharge of batteries to go back to the development process. So what you're saying here is that it's kind of the same for you, right? You see their emotions, you see their learning process throughout the game, how they engage with the game, and it's uh, recharging, uh, recharging your batteries to go back to the desk and keep working to get the game uh, done, right? Yeah, back when the behemoth was new and there were only a few of us, Remember Tom would always, you know, say this thing. He's like, just you just got to think about when it's in their hands, when they're playing it, you know. And um, he's right. If you think about who it's for and everything, it's exciting. And then when you get to actually see that for, for a second for one of the shows, and then when you go back to your desk, you're a little more energized because you have that, that boost. Yeah, awesome. And it, it always feels good, so that's really nice. And We can see that across the board. I think Erin on the first episode of the podcast said, said something very similar. So we were all super excited to bring this game to everybody. And now it has been out for a while. A lot of people has played it. There's good feedback. So batteries are fully charged to go back and keep working. But we still have a couple more days, right? And there were some changes already made based on the demo that we presented not too long ago on, on actually yesterday on one of our streams, right? Yeah, and there's um, there's some other ones that are, of course, that are being done, but they're larger tasks, so they're not going to be there for the demo. But uh, yeah, we, we already, that's the other kind of neat thing that I didn't think about earlier is we're working on the game in between all these show days. So mm-hmm. even though the demo's up and running, we're making changes, it's, they're just not live because we'd have to mm-hmm. test them and they're, Some of the changes are more volatile and could <laughs> cause problems. Uh-huh. So yeah, we've been we've been working on the game while the show's going, which is that's some somewhat true because we don't always send everyone we have out to the shows. But with this environment, we've all been able to keep working on the game while the feedback's rolling in, and it feels pretty cool. It's almost like when your favorite song is on while you're getting something done, you know? Yeah, it sounds good. Based on all the data and all the information, do you have any cool stats that you can share with us today that things that have been happening? I remember one that we mentioned on stream uh, not too long ago that's after the first two days or the first three days of the demo, someone had like 14 hours of gameplay or something like that. Did that number go higher after all these days? Those numbers have been going higher, but I didn't. Uh, I haven't been looking at that as much as you know. There's been. It it takes about. I think an, an alien kills about 97 agents before they get killed themselves. Is an interesting mm-hmm. stat, and I've been keeping an eye on that, especially after the changes we've made. Um, uh-huh. The game is slightly more difficult than it was on the first uh, release here, and for the demo. So if you play the demo. You know, going forward from now, um, the game's a little bit harder, but it isn't really that much harder. It's just the enemies have a presence 
And we we did, we experienced that yesterday when we played co-op. We were like, oh, I'm dead, get out of there. You know, that's that's sort of what I was looking for. And we were still able to have success while the pressure was on us. That's really, yes. you know, the original Alien Hominid HD is very hard. You know, it's just a hard game. It's brutal. And this is something that more people can enjoy, I think, than, than that in terms of it, whatever skill level you are, you can you have a better chance than you used to. And and that, I, I like that, you know. We, I like it that people can maybe get their, you know, smash their way through even if they're not the best at it. And everyone still gets the challenge. And I think that's what we, it's a really hard balance to strike. You know, one of the other things that the Behemoth games, or almost all of them have, is that it's kind of easy to start playing, but it gets more challenging as you progress and it's a little bit harder. But the game gives you enough time to kind of digest everything and understand how to get better, right? And this is something that actually Aaron mentioned on the on the first podcast that we did. So how do you bring that to Invasion? Let's say if I want to play with my wife that she's not a gamer at all, but she's seen the cinematics and she's like, oh, I want to play that with you. And I know if she goes at the same difficulty with me, She's gonna have a hard time. So how do you manage that? And we, well, we have the double difficulty, right? So she mm. could be playing in easy mode and I can be in, in normal mode, but that's a very cool feature to keep things rolling when playing this co-op, right? Yeah, I'm really proud of that one um, because you, you sometimes you have friends that are just really crazy good at the game and other friends that just, they're not as, they're just not gonna have as easy of a time. They might get beat up on that mode. If it was just like a difficulty mode, then, yeah. you know, being, being able to have each person play, for up to four people play. Like we only have three difficulties, so I guess you'd have three people play and they're all on a different difficulty. And they'd all feel like they were receiving what they clicked on as a difficulty. And, uh -huh. you know, it's all, that's, there's under the hood stuff that's complicated. But at the end of the day, you know, after all the, we've done internal tests and everyone's reported the that the difficulty they clicked on is the, felt like the one they expected. That's cool. I was so happy because I pretty much got it right on the first attempt. And I didn't expect that to be so easy. <laughs> I guess we just approached it the right way. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I you know, I think that's one of the biggest differences between the old and the new. Is the new is more considerate to everyone's ability. Whereas the old one's just this brutal demon souls wave to the player <laughs> yeah. and it, you oh, know yeah. it, there were all there were things in the old one that i you know it's been a long time so i thought that when you roll you roll through bullets in the original but that's not true your hitbox just gets shorter oh so i okay. tried rolling through a bullet and got shot and i go huh what's this and it's like oh my gosh the collision just changes on the alien it's not so you can you can roll and it'll still kill you if it's a low shot. That's how rough that game is. Like anybody who played Dark Souls, you know, you can roll through anything, but not not an Alien HD. You can't. So it's just kind of kind of interesting to look at the like even further into the rabbit hole on the mechanics of it. So you know everything's been thought thought rethought. Uh, like if you could, in, for instance, you used to be able to dig an Alien Hominid HD, and then you were just gonna. Yeah be able to sit there and pull them under with you um, and it would provide you relief for a second but you couldn't go anywhere you were just stuck there so yeah. in the new one you know it's all about mobility now you now you're like a land shark ripping through the concrete and you can move wherever you'd like while you're underground 
Or you can even dive from the air into the ground, and that's just something that the old one didn't provide. There's also quality of life changes, like, you know, if you wanted to jump on an, on an agent's head or land on something. Actually, you could only land on an agent's head in the old one, but you'd have to hit down and jump while you, after hitting jumps, so you'd hit dump, jump and then down and jump, but in this new one, you don't, you just jump and then you land on their head. Like, you just, yeah. it's, it's just conceptually, it makes more sense and there's, and there's lots of, you know, accidentally cool moments that come out of things like that. So, you know, just re-looking, re-examining the, all this stuff uh, and just, you know, carefully thinking about each element has been an interesting. And we've seen uh, those results uh, throughout different phases of uh, alien hominid invasion, especially when, when you look at HD and how now this mobility, it just makes a lot more sense when you can move left or right or up and down and just pretty much go anywhere you want so it, it makes a lot of sense i think we've talked this online maybe maybe even on stream a couple times but there's this relation where the people that roll more within a game have like more fun or enjoy it more it all kind of goes together right to that philosophy of mobility yeah and there's also i guess verticality that's sort of been adding it as well so you can go up real high on a skyscraper in the old in the old you couldn't really do that and then you you know just thinking about how the old you'd be locked on the screen and you had to defeat whatever it was that you were locked on the screen with was also sort of yeah. brutal so now you can sort of pick and choose if it's getting too rough you can try and back off and or climb up a tower or something um i think being able to d decide if something's too too hot and you want to run off and come back Or even loop around. You can run and yeah. you know loop around. So if you're just feeling like I cannot go that way, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's up to the player, I guess. The player chooses how crazy they want to go. Something that uh, happens to me all the time: the higher I go, the more that I want to just dive from the edge of the building to yeah, you know, all, all the way to the end. Yeah, I keep wanting to do something with that too. It just feels like when you would, if you jumped off of the building and you were falling for like six seconds i want to make it so it's like you know some kind of shock wave or something because i feel oh. like I, f i keep feeling like i want something epic after jumping off that high because it's not like you can do it all the time oh that sounds pretty cool so already thinking on more things for this game uh well dan we're kind of running out of time here but that's been really fun to talk to you about all of this uh, what do you have to say to those that are still playing alien hominid invasion and thinking on trying out the demo for the last two days that is going to be available after it kind of fades away for a little while we don't know what's going to happen in the near future so any last words for them you know even though you guys have probably submitted feedback um the more you play the more data we can get so just keep on playing like you are you can for some people who might not realize that you can remote play with a friend so even though the demo is local two-player right now and it'll be online for when it's released uh, you can remote play in a, a buddy on steam and they don't even need the demo that you can just invite them in because you're hosting it and so you can play co-op so if we get more uh, even more co-op play sessions that would be cool too um but i just want to thank everybody for giving it a shot you know there's so many people that have tried this that it's been really really helpful and um yeah i just want to thank everybody because you know we could have put up a demo and it just sat there uh but that's not what happened and so i'm really thankful that you guys are always there for us and helping us out awesome 
Sounds great. Well, thank you, Dan, for your time, not only for this podcast, but also for the booth hours you've been in, for the streams you've been in, and just for engaging with the community overall. I think they're all very thankful of that. So once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this last episode during PAX. Hopefully, uh, you will be interested for more of this in the future. We're still evaluating what's going to happen. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the days of PAX Online and the demo of Alien Hominid Invasion. That's it for us. And see you guys on the next time. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the wish list. Thanks.